Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the newest sensation to hit Netflix. They cloned Tyrone. This came out this year, 2023, directed by Jewel Taylor, written by Tony Rettenmayer, Mayer, Jewel Taylor, and starring John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and Tayona Paris. The plot of this movie, a series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio into the trial of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper overall i was kind of excited to watch this movie very interesting type of a premise i didn't really know that much about it other than you know kind of what if conspiracy but real type of a thing uh i i like the actors involved fan of boyega fan of jamie fox uh and uh i enjoyed this movie i did like this movie the premise is fun. That kind of idea of fleshing out what if a crazy conspiracy were real? What would that actually look like? Uh, but done in a very kind of a funny, uh, pulpy, mystery type of a, a movie. Great chemistry between the three leads. I really enjoyed their performances. I enjoyed seeing them where why they were trying to uncover the mystery of what's actually going on in this town uh great performances by boyega specifically who plays multiple roles as tyrone and many other uh versions of john boyega uh and probably one of the best performances i've seen not only just from somebody playing multiple characters but also somebody playing an old person which a lot of the times you get some an actor playing in old people makeup and you get like Johnny Knoxville and Bad Grandpa. Which I'm, as far as all the things the Jackass crew does, the old person makeup that Johnny Knoxville does is probably the most played out. However, in this movie, Boyega, one of the many characters he plays is an older character and I thought it was amazing. But ultimately, despite all of the things I did enjoy about this movie, it didn't really hook me. I wasn't really, like, in it. It was fun to watch, but, like, I don't know. I just I just, I couldn't get into it. In some ways, it reminded me of a movie that I actually liked a little bit more. Uh, different movies, but kind of a similar premise. A movie called American Ultra came out, like, 2016-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, another kind of what-if conspiracies were real. Uh, more of an action comedy versus kind of a mystery like this one is. And in that one, there's a lot of fun action. Uh, where this one, it's a lot more fun chemistry between the three leads. 
uh, and kind of interesting over the top type of a premise. I don't know, but it just didn't hook me. Uh, as opposed to American Ultra, I haven't watched it in a while, but I do remember enjoying that movie a lot uh, when it did come out. So if you are looking for another movie, you did enjoy this one, I would check out American Ultra. Kind of similar in some ways. Uh, but this movie, you have a nice mix. Comedy, sci-fi, mystery, conspiracy, a lot of different fun elements. You have our trio of leads. One is a drug dealer uh, slash hustler, they call him. But he basically deals drugs. You have a pimp played by Jamie Foxx, so the drug dealer played by Boyega. Jamie Foxx playing the pimp. And then you have the prostitute uh, played by uh, Tiona Paris. Fun, kind of, you know, each interesting characters. Uh, the They kind of form a little mystery crew gang to investigate what is going on, this conspiracy that's going on. A uh, great trio of characters. They have a really funny dynamic. Jamie Foxx as a pimp. A great character for him. Really enjoyed him as the pimp. The The performance that he's putting on is a lot of fun. You have Yo-Yo, who's the sex worker. Obsessed with Nancy Drew books. Has a massive collection of Nancy Drew books. Uh, and she kind of provided somewhat more of a grounded take in that trio. Then you have Boyega, Boyega playing multiple versions of himself. The older version, as I said, probably the best performance I've seen of a younger person as an older uh, person. And his overall performance, Boyega specifically, I think, is probably the best. It's definitely like the most different character I can think of Boyega playing. But I think his performances as the different characters really kind of just highlights how good of an actor he is um to the point where it almost doesn't fit in like everybody else especially jamie fox doing a very over-the-top performance and uh whereas boyega I, I don't know just just i just think nailing the different characters that he's playing not that there's like amazing she's not gonna get like an academy award but it definitely stands out and this movie kind of starts like a time loop movie in a way, which I thought was interesting the way it started, how he's like living the same, kind of going through the same motions again, living that same day over again. He looks like there's in the trailer, you see like there's a, a clip where he, see, he sees somebody down the street that kind of looks like him that gets scooped up by this SUV that's like, wait, what's going on? So I kind of I enjoyed the the beginning of this movie, the the confusion, the mystery of like what's actually going on. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention. All, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor Show, Show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high-quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. The aesthetic of this movie 
has very much kind of like a 70s black exploitation type of a, a film look to it, trying to look grainy. You even have like little cigarette burns on the, the top right corner of the screen that, you know, in, in old movies when projectors had to movie projectors, 35 millimeter projectors in movie theaters, they had to change the reels manually, which is like old, old school. When I was a projectionist, we would splice all of the reels because each movie came on like five or six reels. Each reel is like 20 minutes. So depending on how long the movie is, you would splice all those reels together and put it on a giant platter. So you never had to switch over. That was like old, old school stuff, like in the 70s. So to make this look like it was shot on film, which I, I can't believe it was actually shot on film. Uh, you know, they, they added some flourishes like the film grain, the cigarette burns, trying to make it the colors, the, trying to make it look kind of 70s. I don't think it really, it's kind of subtle, doesn't really pull it off, unlike something like the Grindhouse films that really understand the aesthetic of, of the grimy type of 70, 70s era print of what a movie would look like, which I, I think I would have enjoyed it more if they leaned into that more. Still, subtle, interesting, you know. I don't think a lot of the Netflix production, like there is a thing with Netflix produced films where they tend to all look very similar, and I like that they're at least trying to do something stylistically different, even though I, I don't think they, they pulled it off. I think it probably would have been more fun if, if they had, like, leaned into that kind of gritty, exploitation 70s kind of grindhouse look. But it is what it is. And because of the premise, because of the type of movie being a comedy, kind of being over the top in a lot of ways, it's able to discuss the realities of towns that are like this, places in this country where marginalized people of color have been kind of forced to live in these substandard situations and is trapped there it's very difficult to get out of those neighborhoods in a lot of ways so this movie in the over-the-top conspiracy does an interesting job does an interesting like attempt at discussing bigger issues in a more comedic fashion right expressing those ideas of like what if a conspiracy theory were actually true kind of a, a, a way um, was kind of fun you know which I enjoy I enjoy when because <laughs> I'm not I, you know there's do governments conspire to do things sure is there some kind of cabal of rich people that are going around planning shit no like the, the idea that the government, or or multiple rich people are like so efficient at organizing and planning like i don't know if you've ever worked anywhere in your entire life you understand the more people are involved the more issues come about like it's so difficult to get a bunch of people to like be effective at their jobs and to do things and keep it secret 
so the, the majority of conspiracy theories, like the conspiracy of Donald Trump trying to overthrow the government and, and rig that election is real because there's tons of proof. Like that's an example of how poorly people who try to conspire are able to actually cover shit up because there's like, it's like hemorrhaging in proof that he did these things like phone calls, audio recordings of him literally saying illegal things that he's doing. It's like absurd how absolutely horrible this guy is at trying to overthrow the, to be the first American dictator. So I think the majority of conspiracy theories, especially the way conspiracy theorists like to frame them, is absurd, <laughs> the level. And you see that absurdity in this movie, right? It adds to the comedy of this movie to see how absurd it would be for like certain conspiracy theories to be fleshed out. And I, th I say like similarly to what this movie's trying to do, is similar to what Boots Riley has done in movies like uh, Sorry to Bother You or the TV show I'm a Virgo, where he uses like over the top and very surreal at moment at moments like approach storytelling uh, tools in order to communicate bigger ideas. I think this movie is trying to do that, trying to use those absurdities to communicate bigger ideas, important ideas, where there has been systematic things have happened on purpose to keep black people, people of color, poor and in certain neighborhoods. Like that is, but to say that that was all engineered specifically, it's just the byproduct of a lot of different things that have been engineered to basically keep them oppressed. So I think Boots Riley does a better job at doing that. And for me anyway, I'm far more engaged in his way of storytelling than this movie, but it's doing similar things. So again, if you like this movie, check out, sorry to bother you, check out the show. I'm a Virgo, amazing show. Uh, Boots Riley, great. We'll see whatever he does and we'll probably enjoy it um but yeah this movie was okay this movie was okay and uh i do want to get into the spoilers of this movie talk about specifics of this movie uh that i liked didn't like whatever so if you haven't seen this movie check it out if it sounds interesting to you on netflix check out the other things i've mentioned that it, it's similar to wherever you can find those things uh, I think I'm a Virgo is an Amazon Prime original series. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote. Are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 
600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. But, uh, yeah, let's get into spoilers. Spoilers from here on out. You've been warned. So the conspiracy, the way it's fleshed out in this, like the people are being cloned, obviously, in the title. You kind of get it. I think the trailer also communicates that idea. But the way they're doing it and why they're doing it, very interesting. There's this massive underground base that is coordinating all of these events to happen in order to trap, keep people trapped and stuck in these shitty neighborhoods. Right? Making people play their part in keeping people, like, keeping these groups of people oppressed. Right? You have... The white guy with the afro who shows up, like, there's a lot of different versions of this guy uh, as different types of managers, as scientists. Kind of an interesting character in some ways, probably in representing gentrification on some level. But then our main characters, the drug dealer, the sex worker, the pimp, like, all of those people are necessary in order to keep this neighborhood from being anything other than it is. You have the homeless people. You have all these people. So in a lot of ways, this town is, it's almost like the Truman Show, right? So much of it is fake, even though the majority of the people in this movie don't know that they are, in many ways, just actors playing a part. Or even The Matrix, where the idea in The Matrix is they created a, a paradise, but people rejected the program. So they had to, they had to program in misery. They had to program in like these these horrible things that happen in reality because it's the only way people would accept that as a reality. And in some ways, this engineered town is doing those things. Right? To engineer fake reality. And part of this conspiracy is them drugging products, putting these things in products to make people complacent, to make people uh, to pacify people. Right, the, the giggly chicken powder was funny. The hair products that just pacify, you know, women go to the hair salon and they get these products in their hair and in the products that it basically makes them not really care or have concerns about the realities they're living in. And of course, grape drink, because if you're not going to have, I mean, all of these kinds of black stereotypes with the fried chicken, the hair products, the grape drink that they're using at the church, uh, making them g get all happy at church. All of these things have been engineered to make them kind of put up with the reality that they're living in. And the end of this movie, I enjoyed, right? I, I like the fact that this base, there's like all these different elevators in creative places. The plan they come up with at the end, I think, was smart. In the end, it also, in many ways, seems like it's setting up for sequels. Like, when, when this movie ends, and it's kind of showing all of these clones coming out naked, 
and there's news reporting going on of like, oh, who are they? And they're all discombobulated, all these clones, because they hadn't been programmed yet. And it just seemed like it was setting up for sequels. Like, oh, maybe we're going to see how this happened in different cities. But then you see how much time is left. It's like, oh, there's actually just more of this movie left. And also one of the thoughts that I was thinking, not only is like, oh, are they setting up sequels? But it's like, why was this movie named They Clone Tyrone? Because the main character, John Boyega's character, you would think would be Tyrone. His name's Fontaine. Jamie Foxx's character's name is Slick. And then Tayoni Paris is Yo-Yo. There is no Tyrone anywhere. And I'm thinking, like, did, did they name it this because it's just, like, a generic, like, black name? And that is kind of just symbolizing this This whole th- is more of a symbolic title. But then as they show another Boyega doing very similar things, but this this Boyega, this version of Fontaine is in L.A. And they're, you know, he's hanging out with his buddies, drinking 40s, smoking weed, watching the news seeing all these clones discombobulated being interviewed we find out that that version of boyega is named tyrone so you finally at the very end see it's like oh it's this other guy that had nothing to do with the story but just how all of these different places throughout the country all these different towns have their own version of the tyrone have their own version of fontaine have their own version of slick and yo-yo so it's interesting it's interesting i don't i don't think they could do like i did enjoy the chemistry between the three leads i wouldn't mind seeing them in another movie but i can't imagine they just do this again like when at the end when you start seeing all these other towns being exposed it almost seems like, oh, they're setting up for sequels where we're going to see this happen. But in, you know, in Memphis, we're going to see this happen in L.A. We're going to see this. It, it's but I don't think they're going to I don't I I can't imagine they would, even though it's popular. And the trend in Hollywood is to turn everything into a universe. I don't think this movie, despite all of the promotion I'm seeing, is that it's very successful on netflix i can't see it being more than this maybe they could come up with a creative way to do it a different type of conspiracy that this trio somehow stumbles upon i wouldn't mind seeing another movie with those three people as these characters i think that would be a lot of fun i just don't know if they would come up with something that i would really be that enthused to see so i get what this movie trying to say I just don't think it necessarily the the execution of it really worked for me. But I did like the characters. I did like the premise. I liked the movie American Ultra more cuz it's more action comedy. Um like if this movie had fun action set pieces, I think I'd probably enjoy it a little bit more just instead of just them trying to uncover this mystery. Uh but yeah, check out American Ultra. Check out I'm Sorry to Bother You, right? These exaggerated takes on reality in order to kind of communicate 
these bigger stories. There's more important themes. Uh, but this one, I just it just never sucked me in for whatever reason. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on They Clone Tyrone. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you're watching this as I record every episode with video as well. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.